Hello and welcome to the big picture. I'm Tina Jha. Prime Minister Narendra Modi on Wednesday thanked Russian President Vladimir Putin for extending help and support to India in its fight against COVID-19. In a telephonic conversation with the Russian president, the Prime Minister said the prompt Russian support to India at this juncture was a symbol of our enduring partnership. Let me inform our viewers that Russia has sent more than 22 tons of humanitarian aid to India, which include oxygen-producing equipment, artificial lung ventilation devices, medical monitors, and about 2 lakh medicine packages as well. In his conversation with the Prime Minister, President Putin expressed solidarity with the people of India and assured that Russia would extend all possible support to respond to this massive crisis that we are in currently. Besides, the two leaders also reviewed the diverse bilateral cooperation between India and Russia and agreed to establish a two plus two ministerial dialogue between foreign ministers and defense ministers to add further momentum to the bilateral strategic partnership. Russia will only be the fourth country with which India will have such a mechanism of a two plus two dialogue. The other three being the United States, Japan and Australia, all members of the Quad. So on the big picture today, we will try and understand from experts how significant is this move and how is it going to add further momentum to the India-Russia partnership. Two distinguished panelists join me on the program. Let me introduce them to you. I have with me former Ambassador Vishnu Prakash and Dr. Sriram Cholia, foreign affairs expert. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on the big picture today. Ambassadors, let's begin the program with you. Your response to this diplomatic development on India having a two plus two dialogue with Russia now. Thank you and greetings. Nice to be on the program with you. I am delighted that this very important decision has been taken by the leaders and it was it has come not a day too soon. We have a time tested relationship with Russia. It's a very old relationship. It's a very significant relationship. Uh, and but uh, as happens and it is very natural that uh, some differences of opinion crop up and uh, the best way to solve that or resolve that is dialogue and what can be a better way uh, than have a two plus two dialogue at the ministerial level because the between the foreign the defense minister and the external affairs minister or the foreign minister they practically cover the entire gamut of important aspects of the relationships and uh, other than the leadership uh, dialogue it cannot get any better because these are two uh, heavyweight ministers and top guns so to say and uh, with the quad countries where we have a two plus two dialogue it has been very uh, important very useful now the reason why it is becoming all the more important is that there are, as we know, there are geopolitical changes. There are realignments. Uh, the, India is having security concerns, major security concerns. And uh, there, there is a kind of churning happen, happening in geopolitics. Russia is moving closer to China. The West has been trying to squeeze Russia. And at times, it, there's a perception that uh, Russia has uh, been more uh, more conscious of the Chinese concerns than sensitive to India's concerns. 
we have a mechanism of an annual uh, summit level meeting which has been happening for the last 20 years russia was the first country with which we started this summit but uh it is by instituting a 2 plus 2 dialogue we will qualitatively enhance the the scope the timing and the focus and uh, it will help in clarifying clearing the air it will help in building momentum and as i said i welcome the fact that a 2 plus 2 dialogue has been instituted it has come uh, not a day too soon okay dr cholia uh, ambassador spoke about a geopolitical churning that is taking place and in such a situation for india to initiate a 2 plus 2 mechanism uh, of dialogue with a non quad member because the other three members are all uh, quad members what does this move say about india's foreign policy is it a diplomatic balancing act with russia which has been a time tested partner yeah tina you know 2 plus 2 is a bring a confluence of the civilian and the military leadership uh, of both countries so to have all of them in one platform uh, and to have defense and uh, external affairs uh, to coordinate between themselves both internally in each country and also talk across each other so the defense minister of india talking to the foreign minister of russia the foreign minister of india talking to the defense minister of russia think of it x in an x format no kind of engagements will help bring about a greater degree of uh, control especially on geo strategic matters i mean uh, the fact that russia and relationship is not just a buyer seller there's a lot of technology transfer that the russians the russians understand our strategic trying to explain more of these to them the position give us that we really need to be able to hold our to defend against uh, uh, our adversaries including china so uh, they they very they very pragmatic so on that point i think the 2 plus 2 will help to um, understand because sometimes what happens is that the civilian and the military sides on uh, the in the large bureaucracies of the two countries may be working at cross purposes or sometimes may find it frustrating uh, to get their point across to the other side so that uh, we are doing only with japan australia and the us the fact that we are doing with russia yes it on paper it looks like it's a balancing act like you are saying because it's not only we are not only with the uh, west on some issues and the western allies but we also have a major partner in eurasia and in the east so to that extent yes but i don't think it's consciously meant to be that way i think it's just that the alignment and the convergence on many issues especially military uh, convergence is growing uh, it's not declining even though our purchase of russian weapon supplies has declined so i think uh, 2 plus 2 will help to also convey a message to other countries and uh, least of i mean uh, uh, most of all china because when sergey lavrov came to india he was very clear he said that we don't have a military alliance with china and that was important for us to to know and to understand and likewise you know so i think uh, it helps because uh, and the, as far as americans go i think they will have to understand because they need us as much as we need them for indo pacific so they can't impose their will on us and say you know you don't deal with russia so it's a very complex multipolar world there are six seven players and everyone has to deal with uh, the other side and there are no clear camps per se which are watertight so i think i see the russia india relationship as maneuvering in that uh, fluid space ambassador is it going to have any impact on the india us relations because what the united states has been doing for the last uh, few years and 
uh, even joe biden what he's been encouraging is india to reduce dependence on russian defense equipment and instead increase interoperability with america and also its allies so going forward do you see this move by india to have a 2 plus 2 dialogue with russia impacting the indo us relations why should it uh, india is a, is an independent power we are a very large country we are in different geographies we have different security concerns uh, the us forges relations with any country according to its enlightened national interest and we have a similar right to do that uh, it is no, it is not either or as far as i am concerned and government of india is very clear that it the the uh, nomenclature is and also so every country will do what is in its national interest and it's very clear that we no country can have a veto especially on on a country like india the size of india the the standing of india on whom we should craft relationship with now uh, let's take the case of the us in 1979 the us uh, normalized or established diplomatic relations with china and they engaged very closely with china uh, they uh, have a strong relationship with pakistan they are involved with so uh, they uh, they have a right to do what we do they want to do and so do we now they are trying to uh, certainly or they would prefer that india takes a cue from them uh, they have tried to pressurize us on not uh, importing arms and equipments uh, from russia but uh, and also katsa has been introduced but we have already pushed back and and pointed out that we have a very strong india us relationship uh, in the first 50 years of our independence we had barely imported 450 million dollars worth of defense equipment in the last uh, 10 years we have imported more than 20 billion and we have a very robust relationship with the us and similarly we would like to have relationship with with russia because it is in our interest so uh, that is what mature nations do uh, we are certainly not allow, going to allow one relationship to impact on the other but nor are we going to be told as to whom to have relationship with and whom we should not have but absolutely dr cholia the reason why i asked it uh, asked the question about uh, the 2 plus 2 dialogue with russia impacting the indo us relations because earlier the the formation of the quad and the indo pacific strategy didn't go down too well with russia we saw the russian foreign minister in fact being quite vocal in his uh, uh, disappointment the kind of statements that he made so there was a clear lack of understanding and appreciation of india's security concerns so going forward of course that will be one challenge that india will have to face either with russia and the united states so this is the balancing act that we'll have to maintain that will always be an issue but as far as uh, going back to russia india relations are con- concerned we've had a long standing partnership particularly it has been in sectors like defense in space and in the nuclear sectors but what are the other sectors in which we have increased or enhanced our cooperation in the past few years well the ones you mentioned are the main pillars and defense you know cannot be underestimated in fact 2 plus 2 bringing the defense and foreign ministers together we must uh, you know underline defense again 
because uh, S400, the anti-missile uh, anti system is uh, the first components are going to be delivered in November uh, 2021, uh, notwithstanding the, you know, hanging uh, democracy's sort of uh, American sanctions, we are going ahead with it. So that's a very important thing. And then uh, we also have, you know, agreements for um, AK-203, assault rifles, Kamov, helicopters, all these we are now co-manufacturing with the Russians. And uh, with the BrahMos missile, the supersonic missile, which we developed with the Russians jointly, um, it's now uh, being, uh, you know, asked for purchase by many countries. The Philippines have said that we are acquiring it. And Vietnam is also in line to get it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not just a sale uh, and a buying buy, buyer seller relationship anymore. With Russia, we have become uh, you know co-developers and for export to third countries. So that's significant. And some Gulf countries have apparently also asked for uh, Brahmos, which is jointly done by Russia and India. So I think those things must be highlighted because remember, you have a country like Philippines, which is facing a tremendous threat from China. On one hand, Russia says that we are uh, you know very close strategically aligned with China. But that's because it is uh, an alliance against the West. But when it's come to this region, I don't think Russia particularly cares. I mean, uh, for them, it's, a, you know, it's about um, building the relationship with India through which they can earn hard cash and through which they can maintain some influence in the region. No? So Quad, for example, doesn't really bother Russia because Quad has nothing which is anti-Russian. Uh, in no way does it hurt Russia's national interest. From Russia's own national interest point of view, it's nothing. Unless you think that, you know, uh, if somebody thinks that uh, Russia is a junior partner of China and is now fronting for China, and therefore it is objecting to, uh, to Quad. I don't think they particularly care for Quad because Quad is an Indo-Pacific initiative and it is not at all aimed at counterbalancing Russia. Russia bothers more about NATO and NATO activity in Eastern Europe and Ukraine where they are having a, you know, very, very face-to-face -face confrontation with the West. Um, what else? Other areas, you know, I already mentioned the vaccine development. That's a new area where I think we are forging ahead. There's going to be um, uh, also Chennai to Vladivostok maritime commerce route that we are opening. One of the interesting things we are asking for the Russians is to include the Chabahar uh, project that we have uh, in Iran uh, to include it in the North-South International North-South Transportation Corridor, so that. There is a kind of a greater alignment between uh, our partners in West Asia and Central Asia and Russia. And Russia wants us there because, see, that area, what they call Eurasia, you know, that region is where they are uh, losing influence to China. So they will not publicly say that India will help to balance them uh, uh, against China. But the reality is that is why they value us so much. You know, um, That's one of the main reasons. So those kind of things matter. And uh, space, of course, Gaganyan, our training of our uh, Gaganauts is on. The Russians will help us uh, launch our manned mission. And, uh, you know, it, it's a historic step when it happens. So if you think about it, uh, science and technology, almost all areas, like Ambassador was saying, we have them covered. And one thing about Russia, although it has declined as a defense supplier vis-a-vis -vis some other place like France, Israel, and the U.S., is they are more willing to share technology, you see, unlike the U.S. or anybody else. And that's because they don't have, you know, huge producers and big companies uh, who want uh, to monopolize the world market. Russia is a relatively a smaller place. Today, you can, I mean, militarily, it's still a great power, but economically, it's more or less the size of India. It's a middle power. So they are not looking at India as a competitor or as a rival, you see. 
the problem with us especially is they don't share technology because their companies want to dominate markets including our own market they don't want to give up anything like we recently saw with the vaccine raw materials and such things so i think with russia it's when you say it's trusted when we use that term we really mean it because there is no kind of a conflict of interest there's no big conflict of interest so i think we should not uh, make too much of their objection to indo pacific the term or uh, they're saying that we don't want a, a quad because remember on one hand uh, they say we don't like asian nato but on the other hand they say that we have no military alliance with china so you know uh, they play both sides and uh, so are we and i think we are comfortable with that it's a very sophisticated relationship okay ambassador you spoke about uh, major irritants in our uh, relationship with russia so to understand that in detail even though dr cholia has mentioned uh, uh, several areas in which we have enhanced our cooperation in recent years but before we head on to a 2 plus 2 dialogue mechanism what are these issues on which there is divergence and it's it's in the interest of both countries to address them uh thank you i don't think i characterize it as major but yes we do have uh, some differences of opinion uh or differences of outlook and which uh, is very normal because i don't know of any relationship between any two countries in the world which don't have some differences of opinion let me outline this situation when the soviet union broke up uh it was certainly a strategic setback for us because we had very close ties with the soviet union and immediately after the breakup under president uh, yeltsin and foreign minister kozirev russia took a, a turn towards the west and uh, for many years they cultivated the west till they realized that it was not being reciprocated and now we know that the rest is history how the west has brought nato to the doorsteps of russia and uh, try to uh, there there are mutual complaints i don't want to get into that so russia in turn has turned to china and to leverage itself to leverage the relationship to uh, to uh, also gain salience or gain a stronger partner ally not ally but partner when it comes to the international affairs uh they have not consulted us on that and it is a fact that at times they do uh, tend to speak the chinese uh, language uh foreign minister lavrov a few months ago went to the extent of saying that india is being weaned away by the western world yeah. and he has described quad uh, indirectly as asian nato he even when he was in pakistan on the 7th of april along with foreign minister qureshi i have the exact wording uh, let me come to that in a minute but he was quite critical and he uh, yes i have it here he said that uh, a he noted that there was a similar or identical views on current international affairs between in, uh, pakistan and russia and then he said that we have had a in depth discussion on the situation of asia pacific ambiguous ambiguous processes are developing there uh there is a sense that russia has not been as mindful of india's security concerns let me let me call a spade a spade russia is no soviet union india has also come a long way india's security concerns have deepened 
in our history we have never had a, a more strong, a stronger adversary than china and we have to do what we need to do to ensure peace and stability uh, along our borders and beyond so there are and then when it comes to economic and trade matters the fact is that during the soviet union and i was posted in moscow during the soviet union uh, most of the trade was on government to government uh, russia is does not have much strength in consumer goods they are basically a very big uh, producer and exporter of primary goods so uh, the trade and economic ties are not gaining the kind of salience that they should be gaining and there are these political compulsions that russia has so what is required is harmonizing those interests we also uh, it is worth noting that uh, russia tried to keep india out of the afghanistan dialogue at the behest of pakistan i'm not blaming russia all i'm saying is that each country will do what is in its national interest but the important thing is to keep the big picture in mind and that can only happen effectively if we have a constant dialogue because when russia and india talk they don't talk past each other they don't talk at each other they talk with each other that is the strength of our relations with russia and i see no reason why why, uh, why the hiccups uh, or mine, uh, the niggles in the relationship cannot be sorted out because the convergences far outweigh the divergences and that's what i said that uh, this is a very good move to institute a 2 plus 2 dialogue at the ministerial level which is will will supplement the annual summit and i'm sure given the convergences uh, we will uh, leave the will narrow the differences and we will continue building on this relationship that we are both very proud of okay dr cholia uh, ambassador mentioned uh, how uh, russia tried to keep india away from the table on afghanistan talks at the behest of pakistan there are also other areas in which we are seeing an outreach by russia towards pakistan how much of it is a concern for india well i don't know i mean look uh, they have their own uh, calculus the point is we have come down from 72% of uh, you know our weapons purchases used to be from russia now only 49% is from russia and we are buying more from france and from israel and from the us so it uh, conversely russia has a right to them sell to other countries too which are buyers you know so i think that's okay i mean frankly the weapon system that the, they are selling to pakistan are not of the level that can sh- shift the military balance against us in south asia um afghanistan yes we need more uh, coordination and closer understanding because the russians also say afghan owned and afghan led peace process we say the same thing but you know they are you know he, there is a gap and i think we are trying to close that through these uh, dialogues right, between the top leaderships uh, on china i'll only say to you know that yes there there is a, a geostrategic axis moscow beijing they are opposed to the us because of western sanctions on uh, russia and all that but uh, on the other hand look at this the brahmos supersonic missile that we have jointly developed with russia is deployed in ladakh and arunachal pradesh and the chinese know it same thing s400 that we are now acquiring with russia we will deploy in uh, near combat positions to defend our uh, to defend our uh, you know line of actual control 
So, uh, and of course, the Chinese also have got S-400, but that's okay. The point is, they cannot make incursions through aerial means uh, once we have S-400, you know. So, what I'm trying to say is, um, yes, but if you take the sum of it all, Russia still helps us to counterbalance China. It's an unstated factor. And, and Russia also wants India to be there because they have a so-called internal balancing uh, with China, even though externally, that China and Russia together against the West. So it's complex. And once you go deep inside, Russia and China are, you know, they, have, they keep on reinventing, as Dr. Jayashankar says, they keep on reinventing the convergence of interests, you know, from the Soviet times, the post-Soviet times, and now the multipolar order, every era uh, of the last 70 years or longer, you find that Russia matters to India and India, India takes Russia seriously. Absolutely. And this, in fact, was one of the context of Vijay Shankar's meeting with Sergei Lavrov when he was here in India, that global political change is characterized by rebalanced nature of international relations. And in the best interest of both countries, we're independent to go with our foreign policy, which suits us the best. Uh, one last question from your ambassador. So amid a changing world order post the pandemic, when hopefully we'll sail through, a number of analysts are saying there is a need to strengthen, diversify ties with all our partner countries. In the context of Russia, which are the significant areas in the bilateral, regional, as well as global arenas which have not been harnessed yet and which India must take care of? Well, uh, when we talk of the core strengths of Russia, uh, the core strengths uh, are already being harnessed quite well. In addition, we have traditionally had a sizable number of Indian students uh, going to Russia. That number has come down, but it's still continuing. They go for engineering, they go for medicine. Russia is a very is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, provider uh, supplier of natural resources. Diamonds, for example, they are they produce uh, some of the best diamonds in the world, and that is yet another area which has potential. Work is being done, but much more can be done. And uh, joint art research and development that can become yet another area where uh, we uh, we have our core strengths and they have our core strengths, especially in a number of critical sectors. So, yes, there is a vast canvas, but, you know, in a competitive world, it is there, there are bound to be adjustments. Uh, nothing is static. The only constant is change. And change is something that has to be embraced willy-nilly, whether we like it or not, by Russia, by India. But uh, as my colleague is also saying, and so have I, uh, the canvas of interests that Russia and India have, which converges, is quite vivid. And once you have a convergence of interests, uh, it is quite, and then there is a good a lot of goodwill, people-to-people -people bonds, goodwill, and convergence of interests, that makes for a very good combination. And after all, we have a legacy. Uh, we will uphold that legacy, and we will uh, stay in regular touch. We will communicate more so that if there are any gaps that can be bridged. I am very bullish on India-Russia relationship. It is, uh, gives us the leverage, gives Russia the leverage, and it's something that is in interest of both the countries. 
Absolutely. And with this highest level institutional mechanism of two plus two dialogue, both leaders have already attached the importance to further deepening bilateral cooperation between India and Russia. So with that, I'll have to call it a wrap on this edition of The Big Picture. Thank you once again to both my guests, Ambassador and Dr. Cholia, for joining us on the program and sharing your thoughts with us and our viewers. Pleasure having you on the show today. Take care of yourselves. It was a pleasure having you on the program. To our viewers, I want to make an appeal before I wrap up. Please try and stay at home. India is witnessing a massive second wave of the pandemic and we must do our bit by taking the basic precautions that we have been taking over the past one year. Try and stay at home if you can, but if you have to stay out or venture out, make sure you are masked up, uh, maintain social distancing, also try and keep washing your hands, sanitizing them regularly. It is in the best interest of us. Our hospitals, our health infrastructure is undergoing a massive strain and it is our responsibility to take basic precautions to keep ourselves safe as well as our families. So take care of yourselves. That's it from us on the show. Thank you very much for your time.